Hey y'all, it's Jen, your host of the Success Beyond the Lens podcast and CEO of Success Beyond the Lens, a business management and marketing company for photographers. On this podcast, I'm going to be giving you the actual tips and advice I use every day to run my clients' businesses. I'm also going to be interviewing some awesome professional photographers, marketing experts, Facebook ag gurus, and so many more to ensure you are running a well-rounded business. So grab your coffee or your wine or maybe a glass of water and let's dive in. Hey friends, happy Monday, happy launch week. I'm so excited. I'm trying not to completely lose my mind, but seriously, I'm pumped. So pumped. This is launch week. It is time to become a virtual assistant for a, for for photographers, not a photographer, as many photographers as you can handle, right? I'm pumped because today's episode is really getting down to something that is imperative to a successful virtual assistant business. I mean, if this isn't happening, then you're not going to see success, right? So today's topic is the key to consistent income as a virtual assistant. Now, Obviously, I have set these podcast episodes up in a specific order so that it makes the most sense. We talked about the skills you have as a VA or the skills that you already have that you can market as a VA. And then we talked about the best way to build your virtual assistant business. And then we talked about tools, how to run that business. And now we're going to talk about consistent income for your virtual assistant business. This episode, if you don't listen to any other bonus episode for virtual assistants, I hope this is the one that you listen to, especially if you're already a virtual assistant and you're looking to up-level, you're looking to grow, you're looking to um, hit that next stage in your business. So today, we are talking about the key to consistent income, and this is something that I not only speak on because it's important, but I'm speaking on it from a place of experience. So when I first started my business, I was blessed to have the opportunity to work with a photographer from Go. I worked, my very first client was a photographer. She's referred me to a lot of people She's an incredible person. It's been over three years and we still work together. She's just one of my favorite people on the planet. And what I want you to keep in mind is that if you're just starting a virtual assistant business, what I am going to tell you is the key to consistent income. It isn't necessarily something that you need to implement today. Okay? I did what I'm about to tell you guys slowly over time, about nine, you know, gradually from probably nine, 10 months to 18 months. And then it's even become, you know, more, I've stuck to my guns that more over the last probably six or eight months than I have previously. Okay. So I want you to go into this topic in today's episode with that in mind. Um, However, I 100% 
stand by that this is the way to to consistent income, to really growing, scaling your virtual assistant business. All right. So what is it? Like, Jen, come on with it already. So the key to consistent income as a virtual assistant is niching down. If you've followed a virtual assistant freelancer, freelance educators, uh, this is probably something that you've seen a lot. In fact, if you've listened to my podcast for any length of time, we've touched on niching down in probably the majority of our episodes because it is so important to the success of a business, okay? When you are speaking to everybody, serving everybody, offering all of the things, you're really not speaking to anybody because you're screaming out into a void. You're screaming to a room, a a conference hall full of people who 80% of them aren't even hearing you. They're not listening. They're not seeing you. Okay. So what niching down allows you to do is it takes you in the sea of conference hall of people It puts you in a boardroom at the head of the table with the right people, okay? Instead of screaming to the masses, you're speaking specifically to people who need and want your service. So when I'm talking about niching down, I want you to consider something. Again, when I first started, I worked with I worked with a blogger. I worked with a Western tax shop um, owner. I worked with an empath uh, like coach. I worked with a photographer. I worked with a um, event planner. I mean, gosh, there's so many career coach, uh, brand designer, web designer videographer, DJ, florist. I mean, the list goes on and on in the different people, businesses I worked in. And then the skills that I did for them were very varied. Like I checked emails, I wrote blogs, I wrote newsletters, I wrote social media, I managed their calendar, I did video transcriptions, um, I created graphics, um, I created PDFs and downloads, like all of these things. And that worked for me for the first six, eight months. You know, I was making $1,500, $1,600 a month. I replaced, you know, after tax, I replaced my full-time income and, you know, I I was feeling really confident. I was growing my skills. I was growing who who I was working with, all of these things. I was building my relationships and connections and, you know, all of that fun stuff. And I loved it. But I did things that I didn't really like doing. I wrote podcast show notes forever for a homesteader. And um, I think we worked together for a year and I enjoyed it, but it reached a point where it wasn't my, it wasn't my strongest skill. It wasn't where I wanted to spend my time. It wasn't something that I really loved to do every day. So, you know, I ended up going to her and saying, you know, hey, I have so enjoyed working with you, but my business is moving in a different direction. And basically, here's my 30 days notice. And it's scary, but it was necessary in order for me to grow. 
So you're going, when you first get started, you need to understand that you're going to work with different businesses, with different skills, and doing different things so that you can really learn what you enjoy, what you're good at, and and grow from there. Okay, so that's first and foremost. When you first get started, there is absolutely nothing wrong with working with, you know, who will pay you, who will hire you, and figuring out what you enjoy. I kept coming back to photographers and realizing that, realizing that I enjoyed the work. I enjoyed the clients. I enjoyed my clients. I looked forward to working in their business every day. I didn't get bored with it. I didn't get frustrated with it. I was good at it. All of these things. So as I realized that I wanted to work with photographers, I started thinking, okay, what are photographer needs? What are things that they need that they're already asking me for that I can provide, that I can get better at? And the first thing was Dubsado. I started doing Dubsado setups um, like a year and a half into business, and I think my first setup was like 197 and I kind of stumbled around it, like, you know, figuring things out, getting them set up, and, and that kind of thing. Found that I was actually, you know, as I spent more time in it, I was good at it, I enjoyed it, and it was really beneficial to, to them and their business. I did a training in a couple of groups. I posted about it on my social media feeds regularly. I spent so much time in Dubsado that, you know, I really learned the system. I enjoyed the system. I'd been using it for my own business for over a year at that point. So again, it was a natural progression. And I really started seeing this momentum in my business kind of as like this Dubsado pro. Um, and I did setups for all kinds of businesses. You know, and as my skills got better, I raised the price. I got better at what I was doing, continued to grow that way. Well, then it expanded and I worked with, you know, photographers. I would set up their, their gypsado and then they would want to bring me on as their virtual assistant. So again, it was this natural progression. Well, so I started thinking, I'm like, okay, I know gypsado. I know HoneyBook. I love photographers, they're who I connect with the most, do I need to just niche down? And this was in June of 2019. You know, I'm I'm thinking, okay, I've done this, the business is growing, I was making uh, between three and $4,000, you know, uh, a rare $5,000 a month here and there between setups and clients. And I was feeling really, really good. So I was in a group coaching program and she challenged me to really niche down. Like, okay. And that's where Success Beyond the Lens was born. That's when I started making consistent monthly revenue I could depend on. That I was, I was making consistent income before, but it was fluctuate, you know, it would fluctuate. I would make you know, 2500 one month, and then I would make 3500 or 4000 the next month. And it always depended on how many setups I booked or didn't book or like I was booked out on setups. So then I would, you know, back off on marketing. So then it would be lower the next month. And it was this kind of vicious cycle. But what happened when I niched down is I was able to create 
packages to boost my income. So those setups, strategy calls, that kind of thing for Dubsado and HoneyBook. The biggest difference were switching to retainers for photographers. I had been managing email and calendars for a couple of, you know, almost a couple of years at that point. So I was really solid on how to manage a client's calendar, how to manage an inbox, how to clean it out, sort it, filter it, folder it, take care of it and help them grow their business that way. So creating these retainers that allowed me to really serve photographers in a way that made sense for their business. And that change changed the trajectory of my company. We ended up growing from you know, between three and $5,000 a month to five to $7,000 months. And I was, you know, cranking on all cylinders. We were pumping things out. It was super exciting. The business was growing and I was ecstatic. And then at the tail end of 2019, I expanded it a little bit more. I added social media back and that helped grow the business. I hired somebody to help me, you know, manage all of it, right? So I niched down almost first to being known for Dubsado and then really focusing on serving photographers and, you know, pairing those two things together and then figuring out what else photographers needed that I could do. So social media management, email and calendar management, Dubsado setup, HoneyBook setup, okay? So those became like the foundation of, of the, the brand. That, though, I mean, to this day, those are the pillars of our company. We do business management, marketing solutions, and operation setups. And that's really, you know, those are the three components of our of our company. So niching down allowed us to go from three to $5,000 a month to five to seven thousand dollar months and then we grew from there and as i've talked about before now we're sitting anywhere between nine and eleven thousand dollar months and it's because we niched down i niched down and focused on serving a particular client with a particular need doing it really well building the referrals building my network building the, the relationships and the connections so that Success Beyond the Lens is known for Dubsado, is known for HoneyBook, is known for operational solutions for photographers, marketing solutions for photographers. So now I'm tagged in Facebook posts and groups and Instagram and, and that kind of thing because if someone comes to somebody that's met me that I've worked with and say, hey, do you know anybody who works with photographers? I'm referred to so often because I've become known in that space. So that's the power of niching down, of niching down, is becoming known for what you're good at, for who you do it for, rather than, yeah, I think she's a virtual assistant. I'm not 100% sure what she's specialized in, but yeah, sure, go ahead, reach out for her. My clients can confidently say, yeah, she knows her stuff when it comes to HoneyBook. Or yeah, she knows her stuff when it comes to Dubsado. Or, you know, she's been helping me manage my business for two years and has, you know, given me so much time back and, you know, helps me maintain my boundaries because those are the things that I've become known for. Instead of being somebody who serves everybody, 
we are a company that serves photographers really well. And that's how we've built our reputation. So that's one way in niching down is, is serving a group of people, an ideal client. You know, my ideal client is typically between 25 and 35. She is a photographer who, you know, has a successful business, but is caught in the day-to-day minutiae. She feels like a hot mess. She feels discombobulated. She isn't 100% sure if her leads are getting nurtured the way she would want them to be. She isn't 100% sure if the clients that she has are being loved on the way she wants them to be. She wants to up-level her client experience, all of these things. That's who we work with. Okay, you guys, we are getting ready to launch the Become a Virtual Assistant for Photographer program live again. I'm pumped. Our beta round was so good. We had so many great testimonials come out of it. And I have packed this round with even more bells, whistles, tools, tips, tricks, and trainings than the last one. You can go ahead, sign up for the wait list, and you will be put into a drawing to win a scholarship into the program. This program is going to cover how to land your first client, what kind of services different photographers need, and a slew of other information that is going to help you uplevel your virtual assistant business or start it off on the right foot. I've been doing this for a while and I cannot wait to share with you guys my tips and knowledge and tools and tricks to grow your virtual assistant business. So you have to decide who do you want to work with? And it makes sense for me to work with somebody who has those attributes, right? They they don't have systems. They feel like a hot mess. They're discombobulated because systems is our strongest skill. I can come in and help create systems, help build your CRM. For you, if you love social media and you love working with photographers, then it would make sense for you to work with a photographer who loves the operation side, the business side of the business, but dreads logging into social media media every day, who feels like marketing is a burden, who, you know, stares at a blinking cursor for hours and has no idea what caption to write. So it would make sense for you to work with somebody as a photographer with that, with those attributes. So let's talk about niching down to a particular service. Because again, like I said, that's what I did initially. I was known for Dubsado and I worked mostly with photographers. So it just made sense that eventually we we really became known for, for Dubsado and HoneyBook, setting them up for photographers. And then the business has expanded into services from there because I'm growing you know, a company. I have people under me who work with our clients, that kind of thing. But if you're staying as a a solopreneur, someone, you know, you want to keep your clients, you know, that kind of thing, then it 100% makes sense to niche down to a particular service, get really, really good at that service, and then offer it to that ideal client. When you niche, I keep pronouncing it differently every time. (laughs) That's bugging you. I'm sorry. Um, When you niche down to a particular service and you get really good at that service and you're known for that service, then you can begin to increase the rate of that service. 
because it's going to hold a higher value because you're going to be seen as the expert in it, okay? So if you're a social media manager for photographers and you've been doing this for a year and you have this case study and that case study and you can show proven results from your clients, then a social media management package for Facebook and Instagram should be, goodness, I hate to even say numbers because everyone has their own business and their own cost of doing business. But, you know, bare minimum, I would imagine it's $1,000 a month. Because you are the expert in marketing for photographers. That's your service. That is what you are incredible at. Okay? It's the same thing for copywriting. It's just like Erica, who we had on the podcast, talking about uh, being a copywriter for photographers. She knows how to convert clients when they get to their photographer's page through copy. So she can charge a premium for that service because she is the expert in the field for photographers in that area. So you can go from charging, you know, $20 an hour, $15 an hour as a beginner VA to a $1,000 retainer for social media management where you may spend 10 or 15 hours a month. I mean, even, even if you were spending let's say, 20 hours a month on their their social media management. That's still $50 an hour. You've just doubled your hourly rate. That's the name of the game. So instead of having to, so let's say you offered 10-hour package for 15 hours. That is $150. Or if you did a 20-hour package at 15, that's $300. So now you're going to work 20 hours on a social media management package for $1,000. You just tripled what you're making in the same amount of time. So you're able to, instead of having, okay, so let's say our goal is $5,000 months. So if you're working, you know, 20 hour months, which is roughly five hours a week at $15 an hour, that's $300 a month. You will need 17 clients to hit that $5,000 mark. There's no way. There's not enough hours in the day. There's no way to hit $5,000 a month working for $15 an hour. It's just not possible. So what you want to do is figure out what is a service that you can provide that you can that you can become really good at. That's the key, y'all. You can't just decide one day you're going to be a social media manager and and charge a thousand dollars a month. You need to be able to show results, have a case study. Okay, do you know work with a client for three, six, nine months and show the results from your work? Okay, that's the key here. If you're going to niche niche down and charge a premium, you need to be able to back that up, okay? So now you're working 20 hours a month on one client for $1,000. You only need five clients, which is 25 hours a week, okay? Let's do some math. So $5,000 a month, that's going to be $1,000. You have five clients. You're going to be doing 20 hours a month per client. So we're going to do 20 times five is a hundred. That's a hundred hours in a month. Then you're going to divide that by four, 25 hours a week, and you are making $5,000 a month. It's a no 
no-brainer. And the benefit of niching down, offering a service, getting it on a retainer is that you have them select a certain retainer contract. So for me, I enter a three-month agreement for any new client. In order for me to see the best results, I need to work with somebody for three months. The first month is going to be, you know, getting things up and going. We're getting, you know, a feel for each other. How do you want me to write? How do you want me to work? How do you answer emails? What system do you need? We're going to, you know, we're getting all of those pieces set up. That second month is really, you know, okay, we're getting things in a groove. There's still some things to learn. We're, we are, you know, nailing down our SOPs, figuring it all out. That third month, okay, kinks are out. Things are going. We're really starting to see the momentum and see the benefit of having us on their team. It's that third month that really kind of cinches the deal. Okay. So you want to figure that out. What is, what's the minimum that you're going to require? And what that does is it allows you to plan. If you know you are onboarding one client for three months, that's going to allow you to build on that. When you enter that ninth, tenth week of working together, okay, we've touched base a couple of times. You seem to be really happy with the results we're getting. You know, do you want to enter a longer retainer agreement and give them the option three, six, nine, 12 months? And then you have dependable income. You know you have these five clients for three months and then you follow up with them in week 10. Do you want to renew your contract? Yes. How long? So that it continues. You continue to have dependable income. Okay. And at this point in your business, if someone says, no, something's happened. I need to step back. I can't afford the service this month. No problem. Absolutely. I understand you know, do you have any referrals for me? Do you mind writing a testimonial of our time together? Obviously, if, you know, they're they're ending it for a different reason other than unsatisfaction, right? So that's when you really start hitting those consistent income as a virtual assistant. You niche down to an ideal client. You niche down into a particular service. You charge a premium for that service and you serve them really, really well And become known for it so that you build a referral network, you build those relationships, you build those connections. That is the key to consistent income as a virtual assistant is figuring out who can you serve and how can you serve them exceptionally well, consistently, so that that's what you become known for. Niching down is a game changer. It puts the power in your court in your hands. I really hope that you guys found this series insightful, helpful, empowering, all of the things. I would absolutely love if you took a moment to leave us a review. This has been such a fun series. I've absolutely loved hearing from you guys, seeing the impact it's made. And I'm so excited about this next round of Become a Virtual Assistant for Photographers. It's allowing you to reach a niche that needs you, that needs your services, and help you go from just starting to up-leveling your virtual assistant business by niching down. 
I hope you have a great day. I can't wait to hang out with you guys again. The link to join the waitlist and to possibly win a scholarship with the Become a Virtual Assistant for Photographers program is in our show notes. And I will talk to you guys soon. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode on the Success Beyond the Lens podcast. If you love what you heard today, could you do me a favor? Could you grab a screenshot of the episode and then send it over to your Instagram stories and tag me at Success Beyond the Lens podcast. I love hearing from our audience to see what you guys are loving. And if you really love me, if you could go over to iTunes and subscribe and leave us a review, I would appreciate it so much. Can't wait to talk to you guys next week.